Richard, I'm excited to have you here in my first series of podcasts. Welcome to Mayfair. Thank you very much, Doug. Very yeah. nice to be here too. Yeah. Very exclusive room you've got here. Yeah, one of the old Duke of Westminster boardrooms. Beautiful. Um, really good. Good to thank you for coming this way. Richard, you're a, a research and development tax specialist and consultant. Indeed I am. Your business is ZLX uh, Business Solutions. And I'm going to ask you a few questions about R&D tax, R&D tax credits and uh, about ZLX and the different business services you have today. But I want to just find out a few little things about your past. And, but before I start, introvert or extrovert? <laughs> I think I'm definitely an extrovert. Uh, it has to be said, I, I do enjoy a good party. Uh, I enjoy socialising and communicating with people is a fun part of my life, so I would say extrovert. Uh, Richard, you've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for what you've said. Okay. Um, we've worked together for, it's over a year now, we've had some good fun along the way, and we for that I, I thank you. It hasn't just been hard slug, you've had great progression this year, but uh, yeah, we've had some fun along the way. That leads me into it, ale or lager? So ale, ale or lager, ale. Yeah. ale. Well, depends on the weather. Actually, okay. if it's if it's a nice hot day, a good pint of lager is lovely. Yeah. But um, generally speaking, I'm an ale man. He seldom says no. <laughs> Richard, you've had a a great career uh, in IT and software and marketing and. Um, What's the one lesson, before you tell us about your past, what's the one lesson that you think everyone should learn at some point in your life? I think probably uh, I would say that the essence of business is in the detail. Get into the detail and you will find the nuggets of gold. And there is so much detail in, in virtually every topic that you come across. So... Uh, for me personally, I find that the detail is where the, where the opportunities lie. And in business, that's what you're looking for, the opportunities. Thank you. I can vouch for that of watching you. You are the proverbial details man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rich, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self, 18-year-old Richard, first of all, was he good or naughty? Uh a good halfway house, I would say. Uh, I had my bad days and I had my good days. So you so were adventurous. I was adventurous, yeah. yeah. Okay. A healthy no. halfway house. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. So if you could give that young 18-year-old Richard a sound piece of advice, what would it be today? Looking back from where I am today, it would be aim high. Aim high. It's a critical piece of information and I think most of us don't understand it and what I mean by that is that if you use your mind and that's another bit of information that I've given myself everything that you want to achieve is in front of you so that would be my, my so piece just of advice and dream I big I plan well plan well execute and, and better use this because this has the ticket to everything yeah well, it seems to have definitely worked for you. You've had an outstanding career and an exciting one too. And just watching what you've achieved in the R&D uh, tax industry, I mean, that's been 
wonderful. I look at some of these huge institutions, um, very large football clubs that you've given huge cash injections through uh, R- their R&D tax credits, not just yeah. uh, the smaller businesses, but some really big ones too. Um, before we get into R&D, can you just give us a bit of your background, Richard? Yeah, sure. So most of my life uh, was spent in the IT industry, 25 to 30 years, I guess. Um, I worked for a variety of companies from startups all the way through to major US corporations, multi-billion dollar corporations. Uh, Probably about over those 30 years, probably about seven different organizations. And as as you said, it's all been in, in marketing and... And All on the software on the commercial side. Okay, so, so you have experience uh, in matters such as crossing the chasm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you're at home with the uh, those early concepts. adopters and the early main markets and in the I've, uh, ex- I've lived it. I've experienced you've been it. There. Uh, yeah. I know exactly what's uh, what's involved in that. Although there's always more to learn, but yeah. um, and every situation is slightly different. But there's a lot of familiarity between every business that tries to cross that chasm yeah so yes I, I I've, I've seen all of that and not only have I done it but I've worked with clients going through that process as well and I think what um, I've always found in business is once you've got a bit of experience giving of that experience to the people that you're working with uh, will take you a long way give us game Givers gain, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So if you can help people with new thinking or uh, ideas or um, methodologies that improve their opportunities, then you know chances are they're going to come back to you for more. Fantastic. So where did where did the R and D come in? Why ZLX Business Solutions? What can you tell us, Richard? So I spent, uh, as I said, I spent all this time in the IT industry and then I I moved on and actually ran my own company for um, about seven years, which uh, worked in the um, environmental space. It was a bit of a combination of IT with environmental products, so reducing energy consumption in industry. And um, one of the things that I discovered across the entire period, starting with the big boys, was that they were doing a lot of research and I was wondering how on earth they could be possibly funding this this research so I spoke to to them over time and early early on it was the big boys um, and they were doing they were gaining these R&D tax credits and I got more and more interested in them particularly when I'd discovered that companies more of my size were actually getting these tax credits as well so I had a lot of people that I knew who were doing this, so I started yeah. to investigate it properly myself. And um, Over time, you became the expert. Over time, I learned quite a lot about it. And then I started, uh, one, a couple of my colleagues actually moved into ZLX and yeah. wanted me to come and join them. And there was a space in my career where I thought, yeah, this would be the right sort of thing for me to be doing yeah. next um, because it actually helps businesses uh, it's you know good for the economy, um, and that those are the things that appeal to me. So um, that's that's where I ended up. So perhaps for those of us that don't really know what R and D tax credits are, could you just tell us what they are? Certainly. Uh, 
the government in about 2000 uh, decided that um, their major competitors were using our research and development tax credits. In other words, giving companies that engaged in research and development tax credits for doing that research and development because they're taking on a significant cost. Now, they're not paying them everything that, yeah. you know, that, that they spend, but they are making a contribution and making it easier sure. for them. Um, and so they began to introduce that into the UK. And How big is this? Uh, what sort of money massive. does the government we're budget? About, well, we're talking about many billions of, dollars, of, of pounds that are set aside. It's something like six billion set aside for research and development tax credits wow. per, per year. Yeah. And it's that those tax credits are um, taken up by all sorts of companies, ranging now from the very big ones to the very uh, small ones. Okay. And the reason for that is because after about 10 years of this scheme, where the big boys had all collected their money because they had the accountants and the resources to, to do it, the government recognised that the opportunity was, you know, really in the smaller uh, size So there's companies. a lot of people out there leaving money on the boardroom table. Absolutely right. There's, so those there's, are the people plenty. that should be making contact with yes, yes, Richard Roy. Indeed. And the reason that they should look for a professional in this space is because most people, when they turn to R&D tax credits, tend to go to their traditional sources of, of financial guidance which would be potentially an accountant or, you know... Bookkeeper, uh, accountant. Or bookkeeper yeah. or, or their own internal financial director yes. or whatever. And the challenge with that is that these guys don't always have the day-to-day experience of dealing with the R&D tax credit system. So, therefore, they naturally err on the side of caution. And... When they make their claims, they, they, they tend to be cautious, first of all, about the types of projects that they will make claims for. So they tend to leave on the table projects that they could be claiming okay. for, yeah. that, but they, that they don't really know, so they're not going to do it. So it pays to get an R&D tax specialist. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just your FD or your accountant. Yes, correct. And the next thing is they don't claim for ev- all of the things that could be claimed for within those projects. Okay. And then on top of that, they then say, well, now we're going to take our uh, expenses that we've uh, received for this project and make a claim for it, but we're going to err on the side of caution again in how much we claim yeah. for it. Because, and the only reason is because they don't understand the rules properly. They're not intimate with the rules. So, Richard, do you have a success factor that you aim to achieve? How successful are you in getting these claims through? I'm very happy to say that we are 40% above the national average in the UK in terms of our claim values. So... We're, we're 40%, that's 40, massive. It's, it, yeah. it is, and you can be talking, you know, some companies are claiming hundreds of thousands of pounds, so yeah. it can, it so can make... So 40% of difference. hundreds of thousands of pounds... Indeed. Uh, ...is substantial yeah. money in yeah. anyone's language. In anyone's language, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So you spoke about being a details man. Uh, details and R&D tax credits, I'm sure that uh, those go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. I think I think one of the exciting things about working in that space continuously is you get to see 
where people from all so- sorts of different businesses are making their claims. Okay. And what typically happens is you will see something occur you know, in one market and you'll be able to think, actually, that applies over here. Yeah. Whereas potentially nobody over here has ever thought about yeah. that. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a classic area. So I'll give you a, an example of that. And we yeah. did some work with a pharmaceutical company who... Um, you would have said, well, they're claiming R&D. And they did claim R&D tax credits sure. on an industrial scale. Yeah. Um, and they said, we know all about this. We've got this completely covered. Well, we went in and talked to them about it. And indeed, where they were doing R&D on their drugs, and et, et cetera, yes, they were very efficient and they had it completely covered. But where they were weak was outside of that area, where they were doing improve it, research and development to improve their... Um, their internal IT systems or their um, standards, um, you know, re- reaching certain standards within okay. the industry, etc. Sure. So they were leaving every year hundreds of thousands of pounds on the table. And you said you can go back one year, two years? You can go back to t- two prior tax years. So okay. you can cl- claim for two prior so tax years. So potentially speaking, somebody could get a big cash injection, a big chunk of money coming in by going back two years. Absolutely right. The one small challenge with that is once you have made a claim, that's pretty well it. You can't go back and say, oh, I didn't quite get that right. Oh, right. So it's all or nothing. Get it right. Well, it isn't entirely true, but virtually, you know, it'll be very difficult if you've made a claim to go back. So, Richard, you said that ZLX uh, has a a success rate that is 40% better than the industry standard. On average, yeah. On average. Um, what is your USP? Why do people come to Richard Roy? I think it's because, as I said, we're doing this day in, day out. So we deal with a range of companies. Um, we understand all across of these different... Multiple across multiple industries. Across multiple industries. Sports and clubs. Sports clubs, architects, Farmers. dental practices... Farmers, uh, you name it. We, okay. we we deal with a wide range of companies. Now we do it. we do have specialisms. We we are yeah. better in certain areas than, or we've got more experience yeah. in certain areas than others. But um, um, what's your perfect avatar? What is the what are who are the clients that you're looking for? Who of our listeners today should contact Richard Roy? So any business that is. Um, would classify them as a small to medium-sized business in any industry that is not claiming R&D tax credits, it is well worth having a conversation with us. Indeed, if you're not happy with the claims that you're making, contact us as well because I'm sure that we can help you to uh, find any um, improvement that that could be made to those tax credits. Great. So... Could you perhaps tell us about some specific sectors, Richard? Sure, yeah. I mean, there, the one of the sectors that we might look at is uh, architecture or the building industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, most architects don't feel that they uh, have any R&D tax credit claim whatsoever, but actually it's completely untrue. As long as they're a limited company and they, they're responsible for UK corporation tax, yeah. then the chances are they will have an R&D tax claim. And it will typically lie in areas, um, 
there is a build there is an architectural process from the uh, RIBA sure um, and it's stages three to uh, five which uh, um, can there's some more detail coming in yeah absolutely we we typically find that there's uh, opportunities in there yeah so anything from you know design work to get around um, particular problems with wind or with Mm. you know water etc that can all come into it Um, now Richard I've heard you saying that you've been working with some seriously large football clubs and some smaller football clubs what is it that you do for football clubs? Is there <laughs> money? Do they get money back when you oh, work with them? Football clubs are great. Uh, have a great claim for R and D tax credits. Uh, okay. Typically, they will be working with their athletes to do um, some kind of improvement program, some kind of health program, uh, injury prevention schemes. They're looking at the media facilities for their clubs. They're looking at um, pitch improvements, etc., etc. As long as they're doing something unique in this area, they typically have a claim. And the number of people that get involved, and it can be players as well. Yes. So you can imagine yeah. some big football clubs. Yeah. Um, then you know all of that can come into scope for an R and D tax credit claim. I've, I've, well, we've been working together for well over a year now, Rich, and uh, hearing some of the amounts and quantums of the claims <laughs> that you mention around football clubs, it's uh, mind-boggling. Yeah. So um, farmers, what do you, what, I've heard you talk about the farmers before. What, how are you getting credits for the farmers? Well, there's a variety of areas in farming. I mean, people are looking at um, ways to make feed go further or improve the feed quality for their, st- for their stock, um, okay. get more yield from their from their crops, uh, improve their equipment that they're using to get better results from the land, whether it be, you know, more data, taking more data from the land. Um, All of these, all of these things and many more would fall into scope. You've mentioned the property industry. Was that because of the architects or is there something else in the property industry? Well, there are a variety of players in the property industry and several of those players will have claims in that in that space so um you know architects obviously but builders themselves often start to think about you know how can we do things how you they know? make their processes yes. better as they go yeah indeed right. so for i'll give you a quick example of that uh, we had one um construction company who was looking at how to do piling more efficiently now piling if you don't know is where yeah. you pump the ground full of concrete yeah uh, and you have to um you know generally people will just come along and they'll go well what, what's the space that needs to be filled to yeah. stabilize it and they'll just shove concrete down till it's yeah. stabilized well that's both ecologically unfriendly yeah but it's also very expensive because concrete is very expensive yes. so they were they they had a project to look at how they could reduce the amount of concrete that they had to use under the ground and all of that project came into scope. So they had a very substantial claim from that. That's there. great. Well, Richard, it certainly sounds like, you know, if people are uh, a small or medium enterprise, that they should be getting hold of you. Where can business owners or financial directors get hold of you online? Where can people find Richard Roy? So I do have my own personal website, which is richardroy.co.uk. Great, richardroy.co.uk. Yeah. 
Or, and LinkedIn, I suppose. And LinkedIn is, yes, yeah. <laughs> is a very popular method for people yeah. to contact me, and I do respond to all of those. So Great. Well, Richard, it's been great having you on. It's been this. great to be here, yeah, Doug. But, but um, one question before you go. What's the one question that you wish that I'd asked you, uh, and I haven't, and what would your answer have been? <laughs> so I think... What would the perfect client relationship be? So the, que- the question. What would the perfect client relationship yes. be? Yes. That's uh, a thinking man's question. Yeah, yeah. And my answer to it would be a relationship with a client that was friendly, but also went into the detail, looked to achieve work as a team yeah. to achieve the best outcome for that particular client on a mutual good relationship basis uh, over because these relationships are last for years actually Um, so that that would be my perfect uh, client relationship well Richard I hope you're talking about our relationship with business owner (laughs) business coach you're a good example yeah thank you (laughs) on that note I'm going to say thank you for joining us been good having you with us today and uh, we'll have you back sometime thank you Richard thank you very much Doug cheerio cheers